to Luke 21. Luke 21, in verse 16, Jesus speaks about betrayal. He says, you will be betrayed even by parents, verse 16. And brethren, now brethren there means brothers and sisters in Christ, people that go to church. He says, betrayal will happen. Relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Dear friends, when people face severe hardship, suffering, and torture, many will deny Jesus and will turn against other believers. Now, this is not uncommon for those who have suffered persecution. Many who are suffering persecution were turned in and betrayed. And there are many stories of people who turned in family members and others to save themselves or to get revenge for the persecution that they had already endured. Offense and unforgiveness can easily lead to anger and resentment. I'll repeat that. Offense and unforgiveness easily lead to anger and resentment. And that leads to bitterness and to blame, which can cause betrayal. And betrayal leads to hatred and rebellion, which opens the doors to deception or perversion or other moral sins. I want you to listen to these words of the writer to the Hebrews, chapter 12. Hebrews 12, I want to read verses 14 and 15. The writer to the Hebrews says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully to yourselves, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, and lest any root of bitterness springing up causes trouble. And by this, many become defiled. Now the root of bitterness can remain even after we forgive. This is why we have to go after the root, not just the fruit. The bitterness must be rooted out or else when an offense reoccurs, the unforgiveness and the bitterness immediately return. Now, forgiveness is a choice of our will. And I, I love how this scripture says, look to yourselves. Look to yourselves. Don't look out there. Look to yourselves. Because forgiveness is the choice of our will. Now, we may not feel like forgiving but the feelings will follow as we bless, as we bless, as we bless and pray for our offenders. That's the process of forgiving healness, uh, wholeness. <clears throat> it's how we get healed from those things. We are to forgive even if we never receive an apology or an explanation or any form of restitution. And we act out our forgiveness with kind actions. And eventually our forgiveness of others transforms us. And not only that, our forgiveness will be part of the process 
to transform those to whom we forgive. The truth is betrayal is terribly hard to endure. I experienced betrayal. It took me two years to overcome the hurt and to be healed. Betrayal is such a deep wound that it is commonly followed by hatred or a desire for revenge. How can I get even? So how do you keep a pure heart in the face of devastating betrayal and hatred? This is a key of the kingdom. Very simply, stay close to Jesus. This is how we keep our hearts pure in the midst of when we are being hated or even betrayed. Get real close to the king who's the victor, who's the conqueror, who's already been there and fully understands. And what amazes me about Jesus is that he, he speaks the truth. He's, he's wanting us to be prepared for what's coming. In verse 10, Jesus tells us that believers are going to end up being hated by all nations. That's a hard word. We don't like to be hated by one person, let alone all nations. But God is in the process of looking to call us to greater intimacy, and that in intimacy is where our protection is. That intimacy is where our place of refuge is. It's our rock. It's our shield. It's the intimacy that God's calling us to. Now, we all want to believe that this will happen many days in the future. But the truth is, it's happening across our nation and in full view right now. We can't just say this is sometime in the future. This is right now. 1 John 3, 13 says, Do not marvel, my brethren. He's talking to believers. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. Now, it is critical to know how to receive healing for the wounds of betrayal and hatred when they are inflicted upon us and how to guard our hearts against having that response to others as well. I've been pretty amazed that uh, there is a growing rebellion today in the hearts of Americans, I can't speak for other nations, but in the hearts of Americans who once used to be active churchgoers. There's even a society in the U.S. that offers certificates to atheists who want to revoke and renounce their water baptism. Can you believe that? They estimate that over 100,000 people have downloaded these documents, have filled them in, and gotten a wall plaque that they have renounced their water baptism, over 100,000 within the last five years. Even though the scriptures warn us in advance concerning betrayal, concerning hatred, 
it is really devastating when it happens to us. We have not yet come under severe persecution. We have some, but it's not severe. But some of us have experienced betrayal and have witnessed its power to tear people apart, to tear families apart, to tear friendships apart. And our president is presently facing, right now as I share this, he's facing this very thing with his former national security advisor, John Bolton, who is betraying him all throughout a new upcoming book that's looking to expose any area of weakness and probably coupled with some lies. What betrayal our president must feel. The national security advisor is now wanting to become a national betrayer. Oh God. I think the question for us today is personally this. Are we right now healed from past betrayals? So that we can stand through possible worse betrayals that may be in our future? Friends, if we are not taught how to deal effectively with betrayal and hatred, the devil will use it to devastate, embitter, and anger us at God and at others. And we are in a point in salvation history where we are nearing the end of this corrupt world. And we're almost at the moment when King Jesus will return to the earth. And when he comes, Everyone will bow their knee to him. Everyone will declare that he is Lord. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He will defeat all sin, all evil, all corruption. And he will come to establish his kingdom on the earth. What a glorious time is ahead of us. But the time prior to that event will be very chaotic and troubling. We are entering a stage of all-out war between the army of darkness and the army of light. I want to read Isaiah 59. If you have a Bible, you could turn to it. There's these verses, that, and actually just before we came on the Zoom call. The scripture stood out to me when I was sitting out on our porch. Isaiah 59 verses 7 through 16 are really powerful for our day today. Isaiah 59 verse 7. Their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace they have not known. And there is no true justice in their ways. They have made themselves crooked paths. And whoever takes that way shall not know peace. Therefore, justice is far from us. 
nor does righteousness overtake us. We look for light, but there is darkness. For brightness, but we walk in blackness. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as at twilight, and we are as dead men in desolate places. We all growl like bears and moan sadly like doves. We look for justice, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before you, O God, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us. And as for our iniquities, we know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, justice is turned back and righteousness stands afar off. For truth is fallen in the street and equity cannot enter. So truth fails, and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no justice. And he also saw that, that there was no man, and he wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation for him and his own righteousness through it, it sustained him. Wow. I think we can relate to so much of what he says there. People jumping to conclusions. District attorneys of cities immediately declaring the police are in the wrong making judgments even before there's any investigations. Uh, making judgments, the element of justice is lacking. It's falling in our streets. But you know, Jesus gives us these words of encouragement. As, as it's, it's, it's hard to really get encouraged when darkness is increasing. But Jesus said, listen, the light in you is meant to shine brighter. And Jesus says this in Luke 21, 28. Now, when these things begin to happen, when they begin to happen, look up. Look up. Lift up your heads. Don't look down. Look up. Because your redemption, your eternal redemption is drawing near. So I want us to pray. I want the Lord to look this morning and this Friday and he would find men and women that are willing to stand in the gap that we would be intercessors today for what's taking place, not only in America, but also in South Africa and Mozambique, the three countries that we have represented on this call, that we would be faithful to the Lord. I believe that the Lord wants to heal hearts in these days. He wants to heal cities. He wants to heal ethnic groups. He wants to heal nations. And as his priests, it is really our responsibility to stand in the gap and intercede. So I want us to do that now.
And if you feel led to pray, I want you to please unmute so that we can all agree with you in prayer. But I want to lead off. Oh God. Oh God, our Father. Lord, we're just grateful that you're wanting to give us vision for the times that we're living in right now. We can't say that this is somewhere way in the future down the road. Lord, it's happening in our day. And just like birth pangs, there'll probably be a cessation for a time, but then another birth pang and another birth pang. Lord, there are scriptures that talk about the, your coming. Is, it's, it's related to birth pangs until finally the king is birthed into the earth. The, the second coming of the king is majestic and all glorious. But Lord, until that, the greatest goodness that has ever happened to planet earth takes place, Lord, chaos is only going to increase. The enemy's going to look to have his domain in his kingdom. So, Lord, I pray that we'd be vessels of light, sons and daughters of light. I pray that we'd be sons and daughters of truth that we looked at last week. Send forth your light and your truth. Let them lead us. Let them lead us in the days of growing darkness and, and growing deception. Send forth your light and your truth. Let them lead us, O oh God. Let them bring us to your holy hill, to the place where you dwell. Lord, we long for greater intimacy with you. That's our protection. And Lord, that's our intercession that we can pray for one another, that we can pray for our children, for our friends, for our grandkids, for our great-grandkids. Lord, how we can really intercede and stand in the gap for justice to come to their lives, for revelation to come to their hearts, and an understanding that Jesus is the only way in and the only way out. He's the only way. So, Lord, I pray that great grace would come upon us today. And I pray that you'd make us great vessels of love to combat hatred, love to combat betrayal, that there could be even a fresh revelation and impartation, a fresh baptism of love. Look at how they love one another. It was said of the early church that even that was a powerful testimony and witness to the greatness of God, that we can love those who are different, fully embrace them and love them. So Lord, I pray that you'd guide our prayer time now. And for these next uh, 20 or so minutes, I pray that we'd really have a great time of interceding and standing in the gap on behalf of this land and the purposes of God. Grant this, Lord, I pray for Jesus' sake. Amen. So I encourage you to just take a step, start to pray and unmute yourself and then remute after you're finished. Thank you. Lord, I just thank you that uh, you have power over all things. So you uphold all things by the word of your power, but you also uproot things. So roots of bitterness, Lord God, I know I'm dealing literally with uh, 
roots in my backyard that I've been taking on little by little. Uh, they're powerful, Lord God, especially if they're old. And each of us is old enough to have uh, roots that go deep and hard to get at and keep springing up and defile others, Lord Jesus. So I pray for ourselves first that the roots of bitterness can be dealt with appropriately. Last year, I had to just cut the jungle down because the things, the jungle that was there was was interfering with the power lines. And I know that the things that grow up in our life uh, can interfere with the uh, lines of power you have sent to us in our homes, in our families, that we could live in the light. And so I pray, Father, that uh, that we can just deal with it, the things that bother our neighbors even. It was interfering with my neighbor's garage. She needed to roof it. There's so many ways that these uh, roots of bitterness defile many, Lord God. And so I pray that we can just cut it and then get to the root, that we can remove the brush and the bramble that interferes with your power in our life, and then also that uh, we can take on what grows after that, and we go deeper and deeper. And I know I had to get the chainsaw out twice and cut deeper, and um, it's still not eradicated. I know it's a war, and I'm going to be at it. So help me in my own heart and help us in this generation to get to the old things that have uh, troubled our own souls and now trouble the souls of others. Help us to love our neighbors. I know I have a new uh, black family in the neighborhood and last night you really put in my heart to go just say hi, <laughs> just welcome my neighbor. And so I did and I noticed how shocked the woman was. They're older, they seem feeble, they're, they just look worn out to me, Lord God, but some cookies and a card and a welcome. Uh, just about floored her, I know. She said, what? <laughs> Lord God, your love is great and deep, and it's manifest to us in many ways, some of them small and some of them major. So help us to do the things, uh, Lord, just like was prayed in the beginning, that we hear your word and obey it. Just put it in our heart to obey and to love our neighbor as ourselves. So in that place where bitterness exists, you have power over it, Lord, and you empower us. Help us to be strong. Help us to deal with it. Help us to repent. Help us to get it out of the ground of our heart. And we know it takes soil with it, so it's painful. But Lord, eradicate it in our lives and let us be that source of light and love to our neighbors, near and far, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Rachel. Great prayer. Someone else, please, let's continue to stand in the gap. Thank you. Lord Jesus. Uh, this just really hit home with me today. I thank you for stirring uh, Reuben's spirit. God, it was so wonderful to have things that I'm dealing with personally to come forth today. I have grandchildren, Father, some are teenagers that I, it just breaks my heart that children would say, and especially globally, I hate, I hate you. Oh, God, that just penetrates my heart in such a way that I I don't even know how to deal with it, Father. And I've heard my own grandchildren say ugly things to their parents. And Father, it just such a um, thing that they pick up from other kids. They hear their, their friends do this and they think, hey, that's pretty cool. But God, it's not cool. So I pray that somehow you will reach 
all of the grandchildren of us who are listening today, that they will obey their parents and revere their parents and realize that their parents love them, that they love them enough that they practically laid down their lives for them. So, Father God, have a way. Make a way in the wilderness. Father, you are the way maker, as the song says, and we know you're the way maker. So I pray that you'll just cut through the bitterness and anger that flares up in their households. And Father, I pray for all the grandchildren of the people listening today, that they would have this same heart, that they would have a heart to repair their grandchildren's actions. Father, it's going to take you, but Lord, we know you honor our prayers. So I thank you for listening today, Lord. I love you. In Jesus' name. Father, you, you see what's happening in our land, Lord, the, the hatred, the bitterness, the division. Would that there be uh, a revival of peace, of love uh, brought by you, Lord. Uh, but if these are the times we're living in, Lord, I just, I pray that you give, uh, that you give us courage, uh, that you give us um, uh, strength, Lord, to stand up uh, and combat Hatred, hatred, uh, hatred, and bitterness uh, lies with truth and righteousness. Uh, Father, I pray for the youth of our nation. I see it in my own family. Lord, I have two daughters, 25 and 20, and uh, they're rebelling uh, against authority. Uh, if not an outright hatred against the police, there's anger and distrust. And Father, I've tried to come to them uh, with an open heart uh, to have a, um, uh, an open dialogue, Lord. Um, and I, I would just ask for your guidance um, for me, for all parents, in order to be able to uh, communicate with their children, uh, to get past uh, this unreasonableness, this hatred, um, and to be able to discuss these things openly and honestly. Uh, they're Christians. Uh, I know they love you, Lord, um, and I would just ask that you touch their heart, um, open their minds, open their hearts uh, to your word, and that they um, they just um, come to realize that uh, we need uh, a lawful nation, we need police, um, and they're doing the best job that they know how. And Father, I just I ask that. Um, all the youth of this nation uh, begin to realize that, turn to your word and um, go forth in peace. Amen. I wanna pray out of John 17. John 17, 9 through 11, Jesus said, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours, and all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you, Holy Father. Keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. 
And then from verse 14, he, he said, I've given them your word and the world has hated them because they're not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. And then from verse 20, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you've given me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. So, you know, the scripture clearly says that evil will become more evil and light will become more light as the day of the Lord draws near. But I believe we right now I really want to pray for those who have been called by the Lord's name, like Kevin's kids that aren't walking with him as closely as the Lord would want them to. That would probably speak for most of the younger generation that do know the Lord. So that's the way I want to pray. Lord, I pray for all these that have been called by your name, Lord, on, at every age that are dealing with unforgiveness and anger, bitterness, hatred, betrayal, Lord, that that's in their own hearts and they have not knelt at the cross and surrendered that to you. And they're struggling with what the world is struggling with. They're fighting against the same temptations the world has for hatred and betrayal. And Lord, I, I pray for our brothers and sisters of all ages. I ask, Lord, that you would overtake with your love the anger and bitterness and hatred in their hearts. That, Lord, you would overwhelm them with your grace and your love again. You would draw them back into your presence you would give them a hunger and a thirst for your righteousness, to be right with you, to be right with others, to have the presence of God in their lives. Lord, I pray you would call back all these backsliders to yourself. Even those who have only taken one step backward, they're not abiding in Jesus, they're not walking in the love of God, they're struggling with authorities. Lord, would you call them back to a place of being intimately connected with you, vitally joined, in abiding in you. Lord, I pray peace for your people, those that you have given Jesus, Father, those that have already called on the name of the Lord, they've been saved, but they're struggling right now with these very issues. Lord, would you rescue them? Rescue them, Lord, for your name's sake. Your word says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I pray that our, our family members, Lord, today would call on your name in order to be rescued and saved from that which is attacking the world, from the evil and wickedness which is on the increase. Lord, your word says many will fall away from you, and I pray that, that Lord, you would hold tightly those who belong to you, that it will be difficult for them to fall away. It would be difficult for them to backslide. They would seek you with all their hearts, their minds, their soul, their strength. So, Lord, anyone on this Zoom call that's got a a child or a grandchild or great-grandchild that's struggling with these issues. Lord, today, would you grab their heart again, captivate them with the love of God, bring them back to a place of seeking you first, loving you most, walking with you closely. In Jesus' name, Lord, may, may the world see that we are one, that we love one another, that we love you. I pray the body of Christ will grow stronger 
walk more in the light, be more determined and resolved to reflect Jesus. In your name I pray, Lord. Amen. Yes, Lord, please rescue all of our children and, and grandchildren from the spirit of deception and rebellion. to bring our children back from the north and south and east and west. And we claim that promise. I claim that promise for my son and daughter, John and Michelle. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. We agree with that. Someone else, step into the gap and intercede. Thank you. Lord, I pray for the body of Christ all over the world. I pray especially now for us here in America, the fear of being, taking a stand is crippling to proclaim the truth. And Lord, I, I pray that this fear is broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus, you said you are with us, that we will suffer, but you are with us and will see us through and that we are to rejoice in this suffering. And I, I just pray the fear of being hurt or laughed at or uh, acute, I don't know what the different ways that people go against, but I pray that this fear is broken in the mighty name of Jesus so that we can, as we just heard, we are light, to be light, Thank you, Jesus, for helping us in this. 